Welcome back to the Shots Hops and Handles podcast. I'm your host, Robert Keppel, across the table from my co-host, Jake Ramirez. Hello. Hello, hello. Um, be sure and find us on on Twitter, at SHH Podcast. Go over to iTunes, download us, give us a subscription, uh, rating. Um, we are also on Facebook, and then email shotshopshandles at gmail.com. Yep, you can reach us on any medium. If you want to Skype us, we'll make a Skype for you. Just, you know, anything for the fans, say the word. Yeah, we're actually, we got some good stuff this week, and I'm very excited to get to that later on. What's what's been going on with you? Well, you know, been uh, doing my farewell tour, as I tend to do at this time of the summer. Saying all my goodbyes, hanging out with people for the last time. It's been a good week. I'm leaving tomorrow very early in the morning making that terrible drive back to tucson with my mother it'll be a it'll be quite an adventure but you know just really excited to be doing our but also sad excited and sad to be doing our last in-person episode from here on out we're going to be recording from separate locations doing some kind of facetime recording mashup thing it's going to be confusing yeah. sound quality is probably going to drop off for a couple episodes but, yeah and just when we were hitting our stride but you know it's just another obstacle to overcome man life when are you leaving tomorrow? Something, sometime around like 6.30, 7. Oh, that's not that bad. No, it's not. I want to leave earlier, to be honest, but we're gaining time. Head out to Tucson, gaining two hours. So, Shout out Arizona. Shout out time zones, yeah. What's been on with you, Rob? I mean, I've kind of been with you on that tour for a decent amount. Yeah, yeah just a brief recap. Uh, hit up College Station, hit up Austin, Texas, and... Uh, yeah, we did. Back in the hill. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So to just kick things off with the bang, once again, I lost the shot bet, bringing my record to 0-4. 4? Yeah. Well, can't win them all. That's As apparently can Team USA also not win them all. That was bad grammar, but um, I'm drinking... My mom's going to make fun of me. My dad's going to make fun of me, too. I will they made also fun be me. making fun of you. They made fun of me the other day for drinking Captain Morgan. That's not a drink you take shots of. You take shots of... Patron, I'm like, do you know my budget <laughs> that I go to college and who I am? So, but, yeah, it was that a finger of a leftover bottle of Kahlua? That is more than a finger. Yeah. So that is quite a solid amount of Kahlua. Yeah. Oh, far over a shot, but I'm drinking Kahlua with a some... Thick, lu- a thick-ish. Lukewarm coffee. Uh, uh, it, the shot bet, if uh, any of you forgot, was U.S. plus oh. Mexico's uh, semifinal score versus Panama plus Jamaica's and... He picked U.S. plus Jamaica, um, or U.S. plus Mexico. That was bad. Three and a half. Yeah, because it's like a liqueur. Three and a half over the other two. And Dude, it's like still morning for me. More, more on that a little later, but yeah. It's still morning for you? It's still morning for me. It's like, it's noon. Noon on Tuesday, everyone. Very early. Well, I mean, might as well pop open these beers, too. Yeah. Okay, so. Robert- I'm drinking a Modelo again. Yeah, we're just drinking scavenger beers at this point. We were down to our last two in my household, and I'm drinking a Sam Adams Summer Ale, which really is going to clash with this coffee. And <laughs> so, 
Let's see. Oh, and while we're on the topic of beer, I want to give a quick shout-out to uh, our friend Evan Gonzalez out in Austin, who uh, had us try her dad's beer the other day, homemade homemade beer. I'm really excited to get a sponsorship there. Hit us up, Evan. Um, but let's dive right into it, Robert. What do we got on tap for today? <laughs> um, a lot of little things, and then we're going to get to some questions, and I mean, that's pretty much it. I think you have the official order that we're going to go on there. So yeah, let's kick, kick it, it off, off with, uh, with a little party. We've been going to and in, in doing some partying the last couple of days, but nothing like LaShawn McCoy was trying to do this past week. LaShawn McCoy was trying to throw a party. Uh, he announced it via Instagram, I believe, and it was a female-only party, and the way you go to the party is you send a picture of yourself, you sign a non-disclosure agreement, and uh, you link your social media accounts, and uh, I guess either LaShawn or one of his guys goes through and is like, yes, yes, no, no, yes, no, and um, you get to go in. There's a little bit of controversy, because one, it's really weird that <laughs> he was like having a non-disclosure agreement and inviting only women. I can't imagine too many women that would just want to hang out with dozens of other women and LaShawn McCoy. I'm sure there were a decent amount. Yeah, I guess so, <laughs> I guess. But... Uh, he used the Bills logo while promoting this party. The Bills are like, dude, come on, can't do that. We're I know we're the Bills, but still. Um, and after a somewhat interesting reaction, some people I'm sure, especially talk radio show hosts and ESPN, were probably pretty salty about it. Uh, most of the social media just kind of laughed about it. Um, he kind of backtracked a bit, and they had a smoothie party instead. I don't know if this party actually happened. It was supposed to happen, I think, two days ago. And uh, so, yeah, anyone and everyone was invited. Chip Kelly, uh, his ex-coach, his current coach, Rex Ryan. He invited Roger Goodell, Barack Obama, Oprah, a number of other people um, to his smoothie party. So... We were going to attend, but we realized there was enough money on our budget at this point, so... Yeah, we wouldn't have the money for flights out to Buffalo. Yeah. But, I also, mean, Hulk, interesting idea. I'm sorry. Hulk, Hulk Hogan was not invited. Uh, Hulk was, Hogan was the one person specifically not invited, so... Sorry, Hulk. But, you know, that's just the way of football in the offseason, LaShawn. I appreciate your audacity in trying to, you know, really get this party scene going, but, you know, the Bills just couldn't have it. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, you know... It's football offseason time, but we're gearing back up for the regular season, and uh, Russell Wilson is starting to gear up, <laughs> mentally maybe, but not with the contract. Yeah, he's he's still in the last year of his rookie contract. Uh, it's like $1.54 million, something like that. But I don't know if you remember this. Earlier on, he said, I don't care if it's $1.5 million or $25 million, I'm just coming here to play. Yes, I remember Yes. That. So, I don't know. It just seems kind of contradictory. If he was cool with the 1.5, why is he still so concerned about making more money? But um, he legitimately is trying to get a $25 million a year contract, which is $3 million more than Aaron Rodgers a year, and would make him the highest-played player in the NFL. That's very interesting. Um, how many rings has Russell Wilson won? One. How many rings has Aaron Rodgers won? One. And I think... I think most people would agree that Aaron Rodgers is a better, like, technically skilled quarterback, right? He doesn't run quite as much. He's still got some decent legs on him. Yep. Um, but most people would agree he's a better quarterback. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, all, all for Russell Wilson, you know, 
he's built up this good guy persona kind of and and he's built up this uh persona that you know he just knows how to win he's that guy that knows how to win scrappy underdog knows how to win so yeah by all means push yourself and try and get your market value but i mean i don't know i don't think he's as good as aaron Rodgers. i don't think a lot of people disagree with me so i'm thinking like mid mid teens would be good because i don't you can't shell out 25 million dollars on a guy that's been in the league for three years Name a couple of guys that you would, because I I can't imagine there's too many quarterbacks you would pay more than Russell Wilson. Um, definitely a decent number, but not too many. So the ones I would put above are Aaron, Andrew um, Luck, Andrew Luck, Tom Brady. Tom Brady, yeah. Uh, I mean, kind of Peyton. I yeah. mean, you wouldn't. I mean, you know, what I mean, there yeah, he's yeah. older, but um, is there anyone else you would really just maybe Ben Roethlisberger, maybe Cam Newton. Um, that's probably it. Yeah, and those, those are both big maybes. Yeah, those last two guys. Ben definitely more than Cam, but um, yeah, Eli Manning. <laughs> Dude, he he both, knows how to win, man. Right. He knows how to win. Yeah. So, um, any closing thoughts on that? Well, he's either he's either looking for to become the most paid player, or he's trying to get the most guaranteed money ever, which is like sixty something million. They were trying to structure his deal similarly to Cam Newton's, which would have given like $55 million guaranteed, but he apparently was like, nah. Okay, well, yeah. if that's where he's falling back on, good for you, Russell Wilson. You're doing a yes. good job. Uh, moving on to more ridiculous things. I don't know how many people saw Sharknado 3. I didn't. Uh, the subtitle for that movie is Oh Hell No. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, just kind of wrapping up this fantastic trilogy. There's supposed to be more, but so far it's a trilogy. Uh, and it's sports related in that Mark Cuban makes an appearance as the president of the United States. Uh, he's very prominently featured in the first like 25 to 30 minutes of the movie and then he kind of drops off. But you do see Mark Cuban uh, shooting sharks with guns, uh, chopping sharks up with chainsaws. I think he slices a shark with a sword. He throws a grenade into a flying shark's mouth. Uh, and just overall, I was very impressed by his performance. If I'm a top talent director, I'm like, I need this guy in my next film. This guy's a big name, and he's got the skills to really deliver. So, applause to Mark Cuban. Um, I really don't know what else to say. It was just a a fantastic role for the guy. Did he do his own stunts? Uh, I believe he did do his own stunts. There was a time he jumped out like a second or third story window at the White House. I gotta imagine that was Mr. Cuban. Um, probably the real White House too, huh? Probably real sharks. Yeah, yeah. I heard Obama was in the Oval Office, and they had to just like move him aside for Mark Cuban to jump out the window. Yeah, I mean Sharknado Three is a pretty big deal. Yeah. So, looking forward to the next one. Mark Cuban survived, so, <laughs> so he could still be in the next one. I hope. So keep my fingers crossed there. Moving on, uh, in what is it? An unusually heavy baseball show today, which isn't baseball heavy. Don't get me wrong. Don't tune out. Um, just unusually so. Um, Cole Hamels throws a no-hitter yeah. earlier in the week. Third one of the year. Uh, that's the third no-hitter of the year. Wow. Yeah. Uh, do you know how many no-hitters off the top of your head were thrown last year? I know it was probably a higher number than in the past, you know, a couple years. Just a couple, but, you know, everyone's always talking. It's a, a pitcher's league now. Yeah, so and we all know that every, uh, every no-hitter is preserved by a couple of fantastic defensive plays. Yeah, and this um, one was no different. Yeah, there's there's the big one in center field. 
I forget who their center fielder is. Do you, not you tell clue. me? Not a clue. Well, you know, it wasn't so much a great catch as it was a kind of um, like almost error that was saved. But preserved no hitter, maybe pay attention to baseball for a split second. Good for you, Cole Hamels. Good for you. I think they're, are they talking about dealing Cole Hamels? Yeah. Maybe not now, but they were before that. Um, well, if anything, I think this would make them want to move him more. So just, you know, he's at the peak of his value. If you're out of the running. You're looking to deal an ace like that. I mean, this is only good for you, right? Yeah. There were, uh, there were four last year and also a like combined no-hitter. Which had Cole Hamels in it. Okay. And then three so far this year. Maybe tie that again. Okay, good for you, Cole Hamels. Good yeah. for you, man. I'm a fan of Cole Hamels. Sure, I don't got a problem with him. I don't really know anything about him besides he plays for the Phillies and he's looking to get traded. He, yeah, he used to be on my fantasy baseball team. So oh, yeah, so you got that attachment, that, yeah. <laughs> that father-son relationship, that coach-player. Exactly. Um, and more baseball-related news. Hall of Fame inductees were honored. Craig Biggio. Pedro Martinez, um, Randy Johnson, and John Smoltz. John Smoltz. A little bit more low-key than the other guys. Yeah. But uh, one quick note I want to make is Randy Johnson is 6 feet 10 inches tall, which I forgot. That what? Is, yeah, huge, terrifying. I didn't even know you could play baseball Isn't that, that terrifying? It's pretty oh crazy. Oh, my goodness. Um, should induct him to the Hall of Fame just for that. <laughs> then uh, you got Craig Biggio, near and dear to my heart. When I was a big baseball fan in the early thousands, um... He was usually my second favorite Astro. Uh, he was behind Jeff Bagwell for basically Bagwell's entire career. Um, and then by the time Bagwell had retired, Biggio was kind of on the decline. But, you know, really glad to see him. Do you know he's the first Houston Astro to be inducted into the Hall? Not player that's ever played for the Houston Astro. Not like Astros, solely Houston Astro? But that's been inducted in his, his get-up, like, you know, what he's... Oh. Memorialized in is an Astros get Ah, interesting. And also, obviously, the first soul Astro. So good for him. Jeff Bagwell is kind of being talked about as maybe being the next guy around the corner. I would really love to see that underrated guy. Never got that 500 home run plateau, but he was really close. He might have had like 460, something like that. Um, Biggio, the all-time leading doubles hitter by a right-handed Yes, batter. yes. And just really underrated guy. I mean, there's always, you know, obscure baseball stats. There's some... Stat about he was the only player with 3,000 hits, 600 doubles, 250 home runs, 800 stolen base, you know, whatever. But I think what's more impressive is just his versatility. He was an all-star as a catcher. He was an all-star as a second baseman. Uh, and he was, you know, a serviceable to above average center fielder and left fielder throughout his whole career. He just, you know, went whatever, wherever he wanted to go, wherever the Astros needed him. I mean, he made the game look kind of like he was like a little leaguer in the way that you know, he could just, you know, basically do whatever the coach needed him. But just being able to move from catcher to outfield throughout the course of a career as he aged is pretty incredible to me. So, yeah, nothing but applause for that guy. Um, John Smoltz, you know, don't know too much about him. I know that he's the first pitcher with Tommy John surgery on his resume to make it into the hall. Really? Which is probably a testament to medical advancements, vaguely. Uh, you know, he was a closer for a period of time, and he was a starter for a longer period of time, I believe. Um, so congrats to you, sir. Braves, right? Uh, yes, Braves. Yeah. Uh, I think exclusively Braves, at least for the prime of his career. And Braves. Pedro, I mean, everyone knows Pedro Martinez. Yeah. Uh, superstar second Dominican, I believe, to be enshrined. Class to you, too, Pedro. Really when I think of him, I think of the 
come back against the Yankees mm-hmm. back in the day. He was fun to watch. Yeah. Interesting character. Yeah. Very interesting character. Anything you want to throw in about any of those guys? Those guys remind me of baseball, like, as a child. Which, I mean, that makes sense. That's kind of what we're... Yeah. The age we're getting to. Yeah, these are superstars whenever... Yeah. We were younger, so... That's cool. Randy Johnson. Yeah, very cool. The less cool thing about baseball is the whole steroid era... Uh, and Robert, I know that you want to touch on that. Talk to us a little bit about some 538 article. Yeah. That uh, kind of put that in perspective. 538, we actually haven't mentioned them in a couple episodes, I feel like. Yeah. Which is good for us. Um, but back to them. There was a nice article. I assume it, well, I definitely read it. I'm pretty sure it's because of the whole Hall of Fame um, thing coming out. Thing. Inductees being inducted. And it kind of just touched on... If we're going to penalize the people of the steroid era, then why don't we penalize people of other eras, such as greenies? Greenies. You need, yeah, apparently that's what they call uh, amphetamines, oh. or that was a name for amphetamines, as well as uh, before um, the game of baseball was integrated. Racially. Yes, racially. Yeah, I 1,000% agree with that. I didn't read the article. Yeah. Um, well, this was my thing. Like A guy like Babe Ruth, it wasn't, like, his choice to not be playing with, like, the black people. Like, I don't know that he should be penalized for not having actually played against black people. Whereas people in the steroid era or were the, the greeny area... Were choosing to put these things in their body. And as far as I could tell, so, like, apparently Willie Mays was, like, a decent user of amphetamines. Like, a guy testified that Willie Mays had given him... Amphetamines like multiple times. It seems really old for yeah. amphetamines. It became illegal in baseball in seventy one. And so that's that is my opinion is if the thing was illegal at the time, then you should be penalized for it, but if it was not yet illegal, then you shouldn't be penalized for it. Like if Willie Mays was taking amphetamines before they were illegal, then I mean he's just taking advantage of Yeah, the system and yeah, the way just it like exists. The the way that um, it is right now, like, Tommy John surgery, maybe that'll be considered, like, an illegal surgery to have in 20 years. Sure. It's, it's performance enhancing. Yeah, exactly. To a certain extent. And so th- that was really all I wanted to say about that was... Yeah, I'm conflicted about the whole state of Hall of Fame inductees and the steroid era um, and just the general state of confusion that it exists in where, you know, a bunch of players are suspected and, and either deny or, or don't acknowledge it. Um, a bunch of other players have no allegations connected to them, but people are still suspicious because of their numbers. I know Jeff Bagwell is one of those guys. Um, he's never had anything, you know, official tagged to him. He's always denied that he used them, but his numbers are kind of like people are like, well, you know, you're a large human being at that time period, so you know, I would need to think more about it. I would need to hear yeah. more more input from different people. But my kind of line of thinking is that they do have a place in the Hall of Fame. People are going to know about Barry Bonds in the future, whether, baseball fans will, whether or not he's in the Hall of Fame. That yeah. really is, is more of a technicality in a kind of way. Is I think it's important, if anything, for baseball to kind of acknowledge that this era happened and and just take everything with a grain of salt. Like you said, maybe mm-hmm. don't penalize people in the record books necessarily. You don't need that asterisk, but if you're a baseball fan and you know the history of baseball, you know that, okay, Babe Ruth putting up 714 home runs in you know the 30s, or 40s is a lot different than someone in modern day baseball putting up 714 home runs. Training is different yeah. among the eras. You know, there's just so many things you got to consider, and I think it's better to leave these people in history and just acknowledge 
the circumstances of the times than to just erase them and be like, you know, you did steroids. We suspect you did steroids. You guys just, just to play it safe, you're not going to be in the history books. Yeah. That's weird to me. I agree. The, uh, there was a thing in the article, a big thing between the discrepancy between being against amphetamines and uh, steroids was that, like, there was a visible difference in people who use steroids, like, physically. Oh, okay. Whereas amphetamines, there was just something going on in okay. the head. So I thought that was interesting, but... I don't know. I honestly have to think about it more. I just read this article this morning. But an interesting thing was they had a poll. They polled uh, different fans about yeah. how they felt towards the, you know, either put an asterisk, don't do anything about it, or just completely erase them. And the, the fans of the Giants were most most likely to say, like, don't do anything, which I thought was funny because of the whole Barry Bonds thing. Yeah, that's a definite link, right? Yeah. That's, that's not coincidence. I assume so. For some of these players, I think their eligibility is going to start running out pretty soon here for Hall of Fame voting, so I'm interested to see how this plays out. But I really hope that... I mean, put them in the Hall of Fame and on, their, on Barry Bonds' plaque, say, I mean, one of the most famous steroid users of all time. His stats were obviously influenced by that, but I mean... You gotta have him in there, I think. And now we're done with baseball. Okay. We're done with baseball. Thank goodness. Uh, we're gonna talk about another something that's just barely sports related. Pan Am Games. Kanye West <laughs> is performing. What happens, Rob? Pan Am Games. For those of you that don't know, it's kind of like the North American. No, it's just the American North and South American equivalent to the Olympics. Got all kinds of different sports at a lower level. For I mean, probably I would say the most part, but for probably every part, and. They got Kanye to perform at the closing ceremonies. I remember hearing about this being very, like, like what? Why is Kanye performing at this? And apparently his sound goes out at the performance, and he does a raps a couple more bars than just throws his mic up in the air. <laughs> raps a couple more bars in silence. Yeah. <laughs> and it just throws it. Yeah. Yeah. Sports related, it was a really good toss. Yeah, it was. It left the screen really fast, and I didn't see it come back down. It was, it was underhanded, but... He really got some some force on that throw. I'll try and get that gif up on the uh, Twitter page Yeah, for all of you. Good stuff, Kanye. Sorry that your mic went out. <laughs> Sorry that your PR guy or whatever was yes. like, Pan Am Games, you gotta be the there. Yeah, you yeah. gotta be there. Yeah, I mean, if it was in Canada, maybe get like Drake. That would make a lot more sense. Oh, it was in Canada? Yeah. Oh. Toronto. Cool. Um, I just pictured it as in Panama. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of international things that Americans don't really care about, uh, okay. Gold Cup recap. Gold Cup recap. The reason I've been drinking so much this early today. Uh, yeah, that was my reaction too. Probably yeah. for different reasons. But Gold Cup semifinals happened last Wednesday. The U.S. lost to Jamaica mm. 2-1. Go down. Go down 1-0 in the first half off a head-in. And then a little later, Brad Guzan's going to throw a ball. His arm crosses the box, so they spot the ball right on the edge of the box, and they put it in from there. Which, that, that apparently is one of those things that it happens a decent amount, but people, like, never call it. That's what that sounds like. To yeah. Me. So that... just disappointing. Second half, we come back, score really quickly, and then we lose. And very upsetting. Later on that night, Mexico down 1-0... And the most ridiculous thing happened as a Panamanian... Is that Panamanian? Sure. Panamanian. Panamanian guy kind of falls on a ball in the box. Upper part of his arm touches the ball. And they call a handball penalty in the box. And about ten minutes later, after some arguing goes on between players and trash is thrown on the field by fans, uh, 
the Mexicans put the ball in. And the interesting thing is, what is it? the guy's name is Guada, Guadalajara or something like that. I definitely said that wrong. He, he, legit, he, he legitimately said, I contemplated missing the ball because the penalty was so poor, the, the call. Yeah, that's a pretty crazy thing to say. Yeah. Especially, like, you would have to be so dumb to do that, I feel like. Especially living in Mexico. Yeah. Um, And then later on, they go to extra time, and another penalty is called. This one a legitimate one. And Mexico goes up and wins the game, goes on the final, and just destroys Jamaica. You're the guy I come to whenever I think soccer max match fixing. <laughs> Was this match fixed? People were freaking out on Twitter. Yeah. I do not follow a soccer subsection of Twitter, but my Twitter was blowing up with people, and I did not understand what was happening. I was like, what? And then I finally pieced it together whenever you told me what had happened. But. Yeah, after the game, the Panama people had like a, it said like CONCACAF cheaters or something like that. CONCACAF came out and said that they messed up afterwards. Yeah, that's true. They also said human errors are a part of the uh, game. Which I somewhat we agree treasure with. treasure and enjoy these but, human errors. Yeah. Okay. And then also, I mean, we That's Americans true. went on to the third place game, played kind of our backup guys, and lost in penalties to the Panamanians. Good for them at least getting the third place out of it. Sure, it's just disappointing. We, I mean, we talked about it for a couple. We've talked about it for a couple of weeks on the show now, and we 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 right. just kind of penciled in U.S. Mexico. Yeah, U.S. Mexico. So that was our first time since 2003 that we didn't make the final. Well, better luck next year, America, huh? Well, there's two years. Better luck 2017, America. Yep. That's a sad note to end our news on, but we're moving on to the mailbag. Let's let's cheer things up. So, (sighs) we got great feedback this week. I'm really stoked. Our mailbag last week was really good, but this one we got more mail from from people we know better. So, uh, thank you everyone that wrote in. Uh, We're going to answer a couple of your questions today. Save a couple for later episodes, so stay tuned. You're going to have to come back to hear some of your questions answered. But we picked out about five questions, six questions that we wanted to cover on today's show. And the first one comes from our listener, Smo. And Smo says... What's his last name? Uh, Queed. Smo Queed? Yeah. Okay. So he wanted to know what is the best slash worst athlete slash corporation pairing that you can think of presently or in the future so how we interpreted this question was just kind of like a like a sponsorship deals like what kind of sponsorships and partnerships could athletes make with businesses and corporations and organizations that just for some reason is either terrible or really funny or just wrong so robert you want to kick us off with one of yours yeah, I have Mike Vick and Peta. Mike Vick and Peta. That's yeah. That's that. That would be a bad one. That'd be a bad <laughs> one. That'd be a really bad move on Peta's part. Yeah. I mean, maybe if they're doing like some kind of redemption campaign, like Mike Vick's like, man, I'm so sorry, animals. I'm gonna take care of you guys. Peta, let me help these animals out. Peta's like, okay. I feel like Peta's not like that. Yeah, probably not. Um, first one I had down was DeAndre Jordan and Shark Tank, which is the Mark Cuban TV show about Very inventions. Nice. Probably a bad pairing because I. Imagine, I don't really know anything about the guy, but he's probably not great at inventing stuff. <laughs> um, and I don't think Mark Cuban would like his inventions anyways, so... Yeah. Very shark-involved guy, Mark Cuban. <laughs> he is a really... I wonder if maybe that's why they recruit him for Sharknado. That'd be a weird reason, but... <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, Johnny Manziel with uh, Bacardi. <laughs> um, is this a, a rehab kind of joke? Yeah. That he's in re- Did he ever make it out of there? I never yeah. heard of him. he's been out for a while. 
Okay, that makes sense. I just I remember hearing a lot about him going in, not a lot about him coming out. He was at one of the finals games, I'm pretty sure. Oh, good for him. So, uh, just as a sidebar, you think he's going to be a starter this year? I have no idea. I haven't looked at it enough. I read an article that he may be, or saw a headline he may be. We'll see. I hope so. I want that guy to succeed. Yeah, me too. Hey, gig him, right? That's right, dude. Okay, uh, next one I have is Russell Wilson in Trojan. Ah. <laughs> Trojan condoms. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> the joke there is Russell Wilson doesn't have sex, so. Yeah. He'd be like, I love Trojan condoms. Never used one, I, but everyone tells I hear me. They're everyone really tells strong. me they're, they're really good. Yeah, just really don't tear. They're great, I hear. Um, this one was given to me by you, but you had Tom Brady with air pumps. <laughs> just the whole, <laughs> the whole air pump yeah, community. Tom, Tom Brady air pumps. Tom Brady for air pumps here. I would buy if I ever bought an air pump and it Tom Brady be, endorsed one. Yeah. It would be the Tom Brady air pump. Absolutely, that would sell out really fast. Yeah. I think. <laughs> Tom Brady, look into that man. If you have a sense of humor. Also, I don't know if you saw it. Gronk was on Family Feud yeah, last week. I did. <laughs> they asked him a question about uh, things that deflate easily yeah, or something like that. He yeah. wouldn't answer. Yeah. yeah. For you, Gronk, bear down. <laughs> This one's a little bit weirder. I got J.J. Watt and Ashley Madison, which is the website that helps oh, spouses cheat on yeah. their spouses. Yeah. And that's just because J.J. is just such a good guy, man. He's such a great guy. Stop. He won't even have a girlfriend presently because he is quoted saying something along the lines of, I don't have enough time to dedicate to a woman who deserves all of my attention, which is just so soft, J.J. What a good dude. Yeah, okay. Good for you, J.J. Whatever. Um, not an athlete, but I have a uh, set bladder with the Better Business Bureau. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird one, but yeah, that would be a bad move on the Better Business Bureau's part. I agree. Do we have any good ones on here? Sorry. <laughs> no, they're all, they're all tier. <laughs> Why would you list a good one? Uh, like, Andrew Luck and Nike would be pretty good. He's a good quarterback, <laughs> and, and Nike's a good sporting if you're like, I don't know, man. So, I just got one more. You got any more? I have a couple. <laughs> okay, well, I'll just lay my last one down on you. Um, and I am going to be tweeting a picture of this because um, there are pictures of this product online. It's more of a low-key one. It's uh, sold only in the Baltimore area, as far as I can tell, because I've been looking to purchase some. But it's uh, an energy drink called Pure Purple Power. It's like a five-hour energy thing. Okay. And Joe Flacco endorses it. His face <laughs> is on um, the bottle, and it's just oh, so man. weird. I've tweeted the picture before, if you've been following me on Twitter for a long time, but... It's incredible. There's going to be some pictures being tweeted uh, in the near future of pure purple power. If you know where to get this or you are a Baltimore area fan, I will pay you top dollar to acquire some pure purple power. If it's still being made, I don't know. Pure purple power. But that's all I got. So if you want to fill us in with the your rest of yours, Rob. Dude, I don't know if I do. <laughs> this, well, one, this, one, this one, I have P. Diddy with UCLA, just the school in general. P. Diddy and kettlebells. Yeah. Oh, that's so much better, actually. <laughs> and I have Ray Rice down, written down, but I did not write anything next to his name. Yeah, there's a bunch of ways you could go with that, and they were all terrible. So yeah. we'll let the listener fill in the blanks there. And then I have Aaron Hernandez slash Oscar Pistorius. Um, <laughs> guns? Next to guns. Yeah. Guns, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. 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 Even if you're a murderer, you don't want to buy one of their endorsed guns. You're like, I don't want to get caught. <laughs> Um, and yeah, that's all I have. Yeah, thanks, Smo. That was really dark, so thanks for darkening <laughs> up our show. Um, okay. We got a couple of uh, couple questions that we're going to be answering from our friends out in Austin, um, George and Alistair. Uh, good guys. Yeah, good guys. Um, kind of mellow. Kind of pussies, though. Yeah, um, a little bit. But Don't like it when you scratch their butts. Yeah, no, they don't. Uh... 
<laughs> the joke is they're cats. Yeah, they're actually, actually We think someone else may have wrote the letters, but they're dressed from cats. Yeah. Um, so And also dressed from cats that are actually from Toronto, although they are not from Toronto. I don't know what that means. So, anyways. It says we hail from Toronto in the email. Oh. You gave me the email, did you? I, I mean, not that close. Okay. Anyways, uh, we picked a couple of questions from you guys. Thank you for writing in. Uh, the first one is it's a celebrity crush question. So, what are your top three female and male celebrity slash athlete crushes? Does that mean we need, we need six people? Yeah. Okay, we decided one celebrity and then two athletes, right? Yeah, for each. Oh my goodness. So, right. this is just kind of off the top of the dome thing. I don't really have anything written down. Can we do a back and forth, though? Yeah, let's fill so, it in. Uh, so, yeah, let's just get six between the two of us. Oh, between the two of us? Yeah. Okay. We might differ on a couple of them, but that's okay. Um, I have Joseph and Gordon Levitt. <laughs> that, that's the first one you answer is your male celebrity crush. Yeah. Okay, well, you got that base covered. Thank you. Um, top three female male celebrity athlete crushes. I mean, one of my biggest male athlete crushes is definitely Blaine Gabbert. I'm just that guy's oh a hero to me. Gosh. Pure hero. He just stuck it out. He's a starting quarterback. He's a backup quarterback. He just goes wherever the coach needs him. Sits on that bench. Looks over the playbook. What a guy. This is really hard. It is really hard. I'm going to go... World of sports is really wide. Yeah. If you're talking celebrity crushes, and you're talking sports celebrity crushes, you got to go... Alex Morgan. Alex Morgan, sure. Okay. Yeah, if that's your soccer player, nothing wrong with that. Um, there are definitely also some other good choices off of that U.S. women's team. But. And you know, this one's kind of tricky because it's like, does it have to be just like appearance-based? Can it be like personality-based? Cause, because if it's like personality-based, like Serena Williams is like my hero. Like just like such an incredible human being. Dude, there's internal beauty as well as external beauty. I mean, she's externally pretty beautiful as well, but... Um, well, I'm throwing Serena Williams as as one of those female athlete crushes. Um, so we got one more female celebrity. And a male athlete. <laughs> and a male athlete. Dude, male athletes, it's just so many names running through my head. J.J. Watt, Stop. Russell Wilson, Stalwarts on this show. Uh, uh, Tim Tebow. Touch on Tom. Just like infinite people. Ooh, how about the uh, the Arkansas football coach, Brett Bielema? <laughs> Between a picture of him, too. Um, it's really, really tricky. It really is. Um, we can go with the obvious, Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, we can go with uh, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers? Uh, no. Um, dude, young hero of the youth, Mike Trout? Mike Trout, sure. It's a five-tool, five-tool celebrity. Yeah, he is. Um, and we need a female. Just female general, female celebrity. Yeah, I have no idea. Dude, I don't, you know, usually I have like one female celebrity that's like occupying that spot, and I don't think I've had one since Jennifer Lawrence. She was definitely occupying that spot for a long period of time. Then Jennifer Lawrence, like based on what role? She, I really liked her in, in Friends. What? In Friends. In Friends. Oh, Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer yep. Aniston. Two different, no. two different people. Yeah. Jennifer Aniston's a babe. She's old. She's still a babe. Anyways, Jennifer Lawrence. American Hustle, dude. Yeah. 
Fleet Bay, but I haven't really seen her anything since then, I don't think. Never saw the newest Hunger Games. So... You can go there. Yeah, we'll just leave it on there. That's a safe choice. That's yeah. like my, my fallback. Okay, moving on. That was a tough question. I didn't like that. Yeah, that needs more preparation. Yeah, that <laughs> needs a lot more preparation. Uh, I like this next one, though. If you were on the Wheaties box, what's the most likely sports-related reason for why you were worthy of the honor? Uh, and I'll give Robert a little time to think about this, because I already know mine already. 2012 District 25 3A co-MVP baseball. So, you know, it was a co-MVP award, shared it with the teammate, but, you know, that's like my claim to fame. Sometimes, you know, walking around, cruising the central Texas area, people are like, you look familiar. Have I seen your name in a newspaper, like, four years ago? Like, yeah, probably. No, you probably saw my name on the Wheaties box, actually. <laughs> I'm okay. I actually got mine. Also baseball-related. Uh, 2001 Liberty Hill Youth T-Ball uh, Base Running Speed Champion. Oh, yep. I've heard about this one before. You have? Yeah. I outran some people who ended up being very fast, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah. I had them beat as a first grader, so... You think that was your peak speed? <sighs> as far as, like, age-wise, probably, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All downhill from there. Yeah, good times, though. Yeah. Um... We got another question. Did you cry as much as I did when you read LeBron's letter for why he was returning to Cleveland? I I don't know if... I think we mentioned this on the show really briefly once. Probably. But, I mean, in this kind of serious answer, I thought it was a great letter. Yeah. I mean, you can look at it from like, oh, well, he's just, you know, doing it for the goodwill. It's just a PR thing, which, sure, whatever. Like, maybe it was, but, I mean, it's still cool. Still, I mean, redeemed himself in... Most of the country's eyes, I think it was well written and interesting, and it felt real to me. Yeah, yeah, it was basically the it was basically the exact opposite of the decision. Yeah, it was as far polar opposite. So, yeah, and I mean, he's still kind of cruising off that goodwill. So, That's yeah, cool. he was. Well, I guess he was already like better off in my eyes than when he first left Cleveland. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I still remember where I was when I read it. Yeah, where were you? Foundation Park, which got done running. Oh yeah, um, I was at my internship, uh, reading at the desk of my coworker, and oh, man. she was actually pretty salty about it. She was a pretty anti-LeBron fan. Yeah. Um, Whatever. It was really killing my buzz, but you know, I thought it was really cool. Didn't she, cry though. She probably hates him because she wanted to get gumballs one time, and he was the only person around, so she was like, "Hey, can you make <sighs> change for a dollar, LeBron?" And he was like, "Nah, I only got three quarters." <sighs> yeah. Something like that, yeah, probably. probably include a laugh track here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Last question uh, from these fine gentlemen is uh, focusing on the alcohol side of the show, which we Ooh. actually haven't had questions about really yet. Um, and is if you could only drink one alcoholic drink for the rest of your life, what would it be? So give me like a kind of broad, general answer, like the type of alcohol, and then if you can, if possible, narrow it down to like a more specific. Uh, like brand or okay. specific drink, it would have. I mean, it would have to either be a beer or like a specific mixed drink. I'm very fond of Long Island iced teas, <laughs> but I don't know if I could deal with that for the rest of my life. Yeah, I'm going beer. Yeah, it has to be a beer. I think it's a pretty easy choice. Yeah, because you can just chill with it pretty fairly, fairly easily and get pretty turnt turnt up with it. Uh, yeah. Specifically, though, I would probably just go with a basic Bud Light. You go with a Bud Light? Okay, yeah. well, I mean, it's safe. covers your bases. It is safe. It's the rest of your life, dude. You yeah, I wouldn't that. really want, like, a heavy beer. I th- yeah, or anything too crazy. Yeah, I feel like I would want something, like, not light, though. Like, some kind of, like, 
beachy beer, which would be weird during, like, the winter, I guess, but, I mean, just something with, like, a little more, like, taste to it than Bud Light or something, Dude, too. I'm all about the Bud so, Light. So, something like, uh, I don't know, like, not Corona, like, maybe a Pacifico or something like that, something a little bit more expensive. Something like that, though. Yeah, the, the main the main answer to this question is, is beer. Is beer. Yeah. And if that's as specific as you have to be, that's even better, because then there's, like, a million different kinds of beer, and you yeah, have for it for sure. all different occasions. But you can never... You can always get, like... It's just more incremental. You can get, like, a level one drunk, or a level two drunk, or a level three drunk off beer. But if you're drinking, like, hard alcohol, like, that scales, like, a lot yeah. looser. So, good question. Really appreciate it. Yeah, um, thanks, uh, Jordan. Other cat, Alistair. Yeah, we got a Twitter question, which I really appreciate. Coming at us from all channels, all kinds of media avenues. It's happening. It's happening. This, this one was a Twitter DM. Blowing right? up. Um, yeah, it was a Twitter. Jackson Fogarty slid into our DMs. G J Fogs. Sorry, J Fogs twenty two. Is that his Twitter handle? Sounds right. So, is it? Is it? I thought it was J Fogarty twenty two. Uh, yeah, it probably is. Um, yep, J Fogarty twenty two. You know him better than me. Yep. Uh, what so up, Jax? All the way. <laughs> All what, up, what up, Jay? <laughs> all the way from out in Scottsdale, Arizona. Jackson had uh, a couple of questions for us, and we'll answer one of them right now. And his question oh, wasn't really a question. It was more of a statement. It was, I'd love to hear more about the host this week in Mailbag, specifically the story of the first time you met each other. So, uh, Robert, you want to kick that off? I mean, like, I know, but I don't have, like, the specific story. Okay, well, I'll start. I remember... I'll start it off. Um, I mean, like, I know when it was. I just don't... Let me hear about it from your your perspective, and then I can chime in with yeah. whatever I saw differently from my six-year-old eyes. So, first time we must have ever met was... Um, went to the same elementary school. He was in first grade. I was a kindergarten student. Um, and, you know, just as Robert peaked with running ability in the first grade... Um, I peaked with brain activity in kindergarten, and apparently I was having uh, some boredom issues dealing with colors and shapes and letters and stuff. So um, I complained to my mom. My mom asked the principal to do something about it, and the principal was like, "Okay, well he can just do first grade instead." It's like, okay, whatever. I don't know if I ever actually heard that story. Yeah. Like the why? Yeah. A more specific answer was apparently I came home crying because. We were supposed to we're doing some activity where you had to name words that began with the letter B, and I dropped uh, the word bison, which is a pretty common word. It is another word for buffalo. They're the same animal, bison, buffalo. Um, I used that word, and my kindergarten teacher told me it wasn't a word, and I explained to her what it was, and she told me I was wrong and it wasn't a word, and the word I was thinking of was buffalo. Um, but anyway, so that was very upsetting to me. Uh, so I ended up moving to first grade during the middle October of my... Uh, kindergarten year, moved me over basically down the hall, and uh, they asked me who wanted to be my friend, and it was uh, two two gentlemen by the name of Kill Schusberg and Robert Keppel. Yeah, I remember Miss um, Adney was our teacher at the time. She told me uh, there's gonna be a kid that's moving up, and I want you to like be friends with her. Like she told me to be friends with you. I wasn't choosing to be friends with you. Yeah, and totally. I guess we all became like in the. GT slash Strive group. That was probably part of the reason that that whole thing happened. And it just blossomed from there. You know what's funny about that? Is what's that funny? I didn't want to be your friend either, but Miss Addy was like, hey, go be Robert's friend. <laughs> he doesn't really have friends. Okay, fine. So. 
Um, and the the very like first out of school thing I remember was when we were at your grandmother's or your old house, I guess, and you gave me the Charizard. Oh yeah, that Pokemon day back in the Pokemon days, yeah. Um, so hope that answers your question, Jackson. Pretty basic story. It's your typical kindergarten genius moving up to first grade <laughs> story, whatever. But do keep in mind, I did definitely peak mentally in that <laughs> in that time frame. Just so. like effort, effort wise at least. Yeah, no, I think my brain actually just stopped like <laughs> growing and developing. I think it just kind of shut down after that. But okay, so the last uh, things I wanted to uh, close the show out with from my end are first off. Uh, my Houston Rockets have been ranked fourth in the ESPN preseason poll, which I love to see. So that just puts um, the obvious contenders ahead of them, which are the Golden State Warriors, the Cleveland Cavaliers, and San Antonio Spurs. And the last thing I want to shout out was our new followers on Twitter, which I'm really stoked on. So shout out Evan Gonzalez. Shout out Megan. Some Almer. Last name starts with an A. Uh, and shout out Davis Harrison. Um, and then we also have a couple of other followers that have been following us. I don't know if we've given them shouts. Jackson Fogarty wrote in today. Smoke Weed, who wrote in today. DJ Sun, uh, who's been one of our longtime followers. And at Mom, who is my mother. So shout out, you guys. Shout out, Mom. Um, and I would also like to throw in a little shout out to Gilbert Arenas for running <laughs> the Carnival basketball game. <laughs> he, he was kicked out. Yeah. He was, he was banned. Banned. He had like 25 stuffed animals, though. He definitely got his money's worth. <laughs> yeah. His kids look so happy. <laughs> That's like the coolest like NBA dad thing you can do for like yeah. a young child. Other than probably just like, you know, having a lot of money and letting them do whatever. Yeah, that, yeah. that too. Is that all? That's all I got. Okay, so we got to close up with our shot bet, which uh, we'll be doing next week uh, in different areas of the country. Yeah. Tucson and... Liberty Hill, Texas. Liberty Hill, Texas. Yep. Okay, so uh, we decided on our shot bet, and that's going to be... <laughs> we are betting on a random WNBA game that's going on Thursday, July 30th, and that is the Phoenix Mercury against the Tulsa Shock. I picked the No last... way. They're both They're both <laughs> Arizona teams. Why does Arizona have two... Is, is Tulsa Arizona? Oh, my gosh. I heard Tucson. No, Tulsa's in Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's my so, bad. That's what I thought. <laughs> yep. Um... Yeah, so... Dude, you know if Tucson had a WNBA team, I'd be rocking them here <laughs> all the time. Did you say it's the Phoenix Mercury? Yes. Well, I'm going to give them to you since you're going back to Arizona. Okay. I would uh, is Brittany Griner on that team? Gladly take... I think she is. I don't know. You're asking the wrong person. Okay, so it's on live access television, which means we can't watch it, so we're going <laughs> to... Oh. have to double check on this. 8 p.m. Eastern Time, Thursday, July 30th. Check it out. Uh, we're not doing any kind of... Uh, plus minus is just straight, straight up. up yeah. Mercury, Jake Ramirez versus the Robert Couple led Tulsa Shock. I'm stoked. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, neither do I. <laughs> neither do I. Okay. So that wraps up the show for today. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. Stay with us through the next couple of weeks. We'll be working out some kinks doing this long distance uh, podcast. Um, I'm going to be sleeping on people's couches for the next two and a half weeks also, so it'll be a little bit difficult for me to find a recording space. Probably have to go to the library. Let's wrap it up. Yes, I would like for you to give a quick review of your summer and give it a litter grade. Actually, give me a 1 to 10 I like on that. the scale. 
10 being very good and one being like, uh. I had a good summer. Started off really slow. As soon as I finished school, I stayed in Tucson. Just me and Dom hanging out at the house. Uh, it was actually a pretty, a really good break. I'd been really swamped and really stressed at the end of school, but I landed my internship. Just swapping around so hard. I would go, well, I wasn't even swapping that hard. I went to the gym, basically spent four hours at the gym every day, lifting weights or just playing basketball. It's in pretty good shape. Played a lot of video games. It was just a great cycle of, of doing nothing important. Got bored. Tucson started heating up, my room doesn't have air conditioning, so I was like, I gotta get back home. Uh, just packed up my stuff one night around midnight, left at 4.20 the next morning, oh, yeah. and just drove straight through. It took me about 14 hours, came back here, uh, and I've had a great summer here so far. It's been a really weird summer from a couple of perspectives. I don't really know how to describe it, it's just got some weird vibes to it, but saw Robert a bunch. It was, it was a great summer in that respect. Uh, hung out with my brother and my cousin. Uh, Sam and Lauren a lot, that was great. Just saw a bunch of family, saw most of my friends at least once, it's, you know, as time goes on, it's harder to see them on a regular basis, but shout out TJ, shout out Colby, shout out Andrew, good to see all those guys. Spent some time in Austin, saw, hung out with Evan and Megan, Adam and London, so that was, <laughs> that was great. At the end of the day, it wasn't the best summer I've ever had, I don't think. But that's a pretty good summer, but you know, it was exactly what I was looking for all this summer. I just got to hang out, didn't have to cook my own food, didn't have to pay rent. It was fan it, it was actually a really good summer, so I'm gonna give it a solid, I'm give it a 8.5. Right on. Nothing wrong with that. The one thing you didn't even mention, though, was that we started the potentially, or the soon to be greatest podcast on the interwebs. Yeah, so. this is arguably the most important thing I did this summer, so. Um, High praise. I'm having a good time. Yeah, me too. And I believe that wraps everything up. Yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, thanks for tuning in, guys. And I'll be talking to you guys next week from Tucson. And I will still be, well, here, Texas. Syntax, shout out. All right, later. Bye.